Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The following is a sponsored program that does not reflect the opinions or policies of KEIB AM 1150 The Patriot or iHeartMedia. California and around the country. And here's your host, Jason Levine. Yeah. Live from the iHeart Media Studios in beautiful downtown Burbank, it's Inside Racing with Jason Levine. And of course, this is not Jason Levine, Jay Friedlander filling in. Uh, Jason and Mrs. Racing Jason enjoying a week in Hawaii. I just feel terrible for them. Boy, Jason really roughs it. Uh, but hey, we're here. Uh, we're in the studios. Uh, I'm here with Kevin Figures uh, and uh, Will kind of uh, be a usual shift of lineups when uh, when I host. So uh, Roger Newbauer joining us from Thoroughgraph eh, about seven fifteen or so. Then Steve Pollock uh, closing out the show in the second half. So uh, Kevin and I are uh, just sitting here in the studio mourning the loss of our Lakers out in the first round. Ouch. So, uh, but hey, uh, the Clippers showed up last night. So somewhere last night, uh, Jason was very, very happy. Jason, of course, a devoted Clippers fan and a devoted Knicks fan. Have to see what he would do if they ever met in the finals, which uh, recently, Jason, hasn't been an issue. So, uh, (laughs) but uh, both teams seem to be on the upswing. So uh, we'll see. Clippers got to win one at home, right? And uh, for all of us Lakers fans here at the uh, hub of the uh, Inside Racing Network here in Los Angeles, uh, I think there hopefully will be room for us on that gravy train to join the Clippers for uh, a few more weeks until next year. So, moving right along, it's a huge day in horse racing. It is Belmont Stakes Day. And uh, we've got uh, you know coverage of the huge, huge card uh, at Belmont Park. I believe it's eight grade one stakes races. Wow, it's uh, just tremendous. And uh, it used to be they would split up the card and uh, because Memorial Day is the week before. So Memorial Day would also be a big, big racing day in New York. And Lauren Stitch, the well-known pedigree handicapper, kind of lamented the loss of Memorial Day as a big event go-to destination day, which you just don't have anymore because they've just decided for marketing purposes, just make one super-duper card. And that they have indeed. This is arguably the best card you're going to see this year outside the Breeders' Cup. There's nothing I've seen in the country that approaches it with this many grade one races and and this much quality, including, of course, uh, capped off by the Belmont Stakes, uh, the third leg of the Triple Crown, uh, the Met Mile today, and uh, a bunch of others, and we'll be talking about those in some detail as we go on. And uh, But before we do that, we'll uh, attend to a little bit of other news. And I want to mention locally, Santa Anita's got a nice card today as well. It's going to be a beautiful day. I know you can't tell that from the June gloom, but it's going to be a nice day out there today. Get your tickets early. There's still no walk-up admission, so go to SantaAnita.com. You get everything in one shot. You get the tickets. You get the parking. You get the program. You get all, all together for uh, one low fee. Uh, and it's going to be a nice day out there today. So uh, go to Santa Anita. The feature there, the Grade 2 Monrovia on the turf. So uh, Santa Anita's got a nice little card to go along with watching the Belmont on the simulcast, on the big screens all around the plant. Uh, so what else is going on uh, at Santa Anita? I should mention that there is a mandatory payout in place uh, for Sunday, uh, and that's for tomorrow. And uh, that, uh, payout, that payout is supposed to ex- uh, reach 
uh, possibly $3 million for a, as little as a 20 cent wager. Okay, arguably you're going to have to put a little more than 20 cents in if you want to hit the thing. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a huge one. And it's as we've talked about in the past, these mandatory days are when you want to play. Uh, they're the one chance where uh, yeah, it usually comes up, you know, more of a chance to actually make some money on the deal. And I'll ask Steve about it if he's got any strategies in place uh, for the big mandatory payout. But uh, anyway, moving right along here, I uh, just wanted to mention uh, as far as New York, uh, you probably heard uh, Irad Ortiz uh, took a nasty spill. And he is off all mounts for the next couple of weeks. So uh, we uh, wish Irad well. Fortunately, it wasn't more serious because it looked kind of ugly if you saw that. But uh, in any case, uh, you know, we'll uh, go ahead and there's going to be some qualified replacements uh, for Arad. Uh, they have not announced a replacement on Arad's Dur- uh, Belmont Stakes mount. Uh, no agenda yet. Todd Pletcher at press time is not. I don't know if he was waiting to see if maybe somebody scratched out of the race. Maybe he was going to use one of those jocks. However, on Colonel Liam, I was talking to uh, the ownership group last night, uh, and it looks like uh, Louis Saez, who uh, rides uh, frequently uh, for that group, uh, will be filling in on Colonel Liam, arguably the best turf horse in the country. And uh, Saez rode him in a maiden race and uh, didn't do badly. It wasn't quite what he was today. But uh, certainly uh, Louis Saez is no slouch. And if you can't get a Rad Ortiz, why not get Louis Saez? So uh, Bob Baffert watch. What's new in the news with uh, Bob Baffert? Well, you've probably read some of this already, but uh, Bob Baffert, uh, the second sample, the split sample, came back positive. And Bob has been uh, suspended now by Churchill Downs and its associated tracks for the next two years. So no, no Kentucky Derby uh, for Bob Baffert and uh, no Kentucky Derby next year or the year after. And that also extends to all his uh, assistant uh, training staff as well. So they can't just transfer the horses to Jimmy Barnes and run at the Churchill properties, which also include Arlington Park for one last season, uh, the uh, fairgrounds, uh, Turfway Park, so uh, there are a few different places where currently uh, Bob doesn't have the right to run. And uh, you can expect that list to grow because the uh, suspension right now is in-house for Churchill Downs only. So uh, the Twin Spires Corporation or however that's corporately configured. Uh, and that means uh, you know, the other tracks, for instance, you go down the, the highway to Keeneland, and if they were having a meet right now, Bob could still run there for the moment. Uh, we're still waiting for the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission to make their ruling and uh, that means Medina Spirit has not yet been disqualified. And it looks like uh, they're going to go ahead and uh, send a third sample out to a lab. And this time it's not to determine the presence of the uh, banned substance or the substance that we used in excess of the limits. It's more to see, uh, apparently there's a more sophisticated test that can determine if it's what Bob suspects or claims he suspects, that uh, it came from that ointment that they were using uh, to the horse for uh, muscle relaxation. Uh, if you read the uh, Sports Illustrated story on this, uh, they interviewed a veterinarian, and the uh, veterinarian who was not named said, highly unlikely. So uh, I don't think we're going to see any change there. And then once that happens, uh, once Kentucky makes its official ruling, which is expected to disqualify Medina Spirit from the Kentucky Derby win and uh, move Mandaloon up to the top spot, uh, we'll also see uh, you know, what ramifications this has for Baffert around the country. And I think you're going to see most of the uh, venues having some reciprocity here as far as uh, you know, enforcing that suspension around the country. And um, you know, it just depends, will everybody go two years like Churchill? I suspect maybe not. I don't think California, where Bob Baffert is sort of like the meal ticket out here, is going to give him two years. Uh, but we'll see what Kentucky does. Uh, we'll see what Kentucky does. It'll be extended to their other tracks like Keeneland. And uh, we'll go from there. So uh, at this point, it's just speculation, but uh, you can't expect something to come down. The one thing I can tell you is uh, Monmouth Park, and Monmouth has been in the news lately because uh, they've gone to a no-whip policy, or the jocks can carry a whip, but only to guide a horse that's gone off path. And uh, at Monmouth Park, they have welcomed Baffert with open arms. He has just uh, basically dominated the Haskell, which is the uh, centerpiece of the Monmouth summer meet. Uh, and uh, they basically said, Bob, you are welcome to bring your horses here. You are welcome to run the Haskell, uh, regardless of what the ruling is. So uh, I think you will see a string there, and Bob's going to have to find a jock that's going to you know, be willing to abide by the whip rules as his go-to rider over there. I can tell you Mike Smith isn't going to put up with that. And uh, Trevor McCarthy, uh, who uh, did a lot of riding there at Monmouth and was one of the leading riders for years, has now come out here 
Uh, one of the reasons was so he and his wife, Katie Davis, can ride together without coupled entries. But the other reason uh, is that uh, that whip rule, uh, Trevor McCarthy doesn't want any part of that. So I, I think you're going to see um, a lot of uh, the big name riders who rode there, uh, you know, replaced by maybe a bit more of a, a B string uh, at Monmouth Park. Uh, and certainly the top colony, as always, is in New York City. Uh, so uh, that's what's going on today uh, around the country. That's it for Baffert Watch for the moment. Now let's talk about some positive stuff. Let's talk about that big card at Belmont Park. And uh, that big card at Belmont Park is just huge, and we're going to briefly go over the stakes races. I will scrupulously avoid the one Roger is going to do and leave, uh, leave that so I don't steal his thunder this week. Uh, and uh, we'll start with uh, race three. And that is the uh, Woody Stevens. And that is uh, a seven furlong sprint race, I believe. Uh, my, my computer's scrolling a bit slowly today. Uh, modern technology, don't you just love it? But yeah, in the uh, Woody Stevens today, which kicks off the stakes action, you've got a grade one going in race three. That's how big a card this is. And in this race, uh, you know, there are a number of key contenders here. And uh, the uh, favorite in, uh, in the Woody Stevens, uh, that would be... Uh, uh, you probably remember her from the Kentucky Oaks, and that's a search result who just threw down with, uh, with uh, excuse me, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself, uh, in the Woody Stevens, the favorite here is Jackie's Warrior. Uh, Jackie's Warrior, you probably remember from the Breeders' Cup Trail last year, kind of took on essential quality head-to-head, and uh, Jackie's Warrior uh, is basically undefeated except for essential quality. And uh, well, Jackie's Warrior will take on Dream Shake, who's really improving for Pete Erton and Flavian Pratt. And uh, Dream Shake uh, ran, uh, ran uh, Jackie's Warrior to a head in the Pat Day Mile. So uh, the, uh, the other contender that was going to be ridden by Arad Ortiz will now be ridden by a replacement rider, Drain the Clock. Certainly has some fine early speed. I don't know if uh, Drain the Clock is as fast earlier as Jackie's Warrior. I think they're going to throw down. I think one of them will emerge with the lead, and uh, we'll see what happens. So uh, the Woody Stevens kicks off the stakes action. Uh, after that, in race four, it's the grade two Brooklyn stakes. Uh, and those of you who have followed racing a long time remember it when it was the Brooklyn handicap. You don't see a lot of handicaps anymore. They don't want to saddle horses uh, with that extra weight. So a lot of these, these races that were traditionally handicapped uh, were stakes. Uh, so uh, uh, certainly some, uh, it's a fine field here in the Brooklyn. And uh, the favorite is actually shipping out from here. Tis a magician. Uh, who is owned uh, by the uh, My Racehorse people. And uh, Tis a Magician with Flavian Pratt aboard. Flavian's got a mount in most of these big stakes. Uh, will take on uh, a very, very uh, talented local field. It's a very competitive race. Go deep in your exotics in that one. Uh, race five is the grade one Acorn. And this is basically a two-horse race. Here's what I was talking about. Number six, Search Result, uh, who uh, just threw down with... Uh, uh, Malathat in the Kentucky Oaks, and it was a thrilling stretch duel. Finally, Malathat pulled away late, but the search results gave her all uh, that she could handle. And she'll be facing uh, five other contenders here, and I think the, the biggest threat here at 5-1 to one is uh, number three, Miss Brazil. Uh, Miss Brazil uh, certainly has fine early speed. I expect her to get the jump on search results. And two back in the Busher Invitational, uh, uh, Miss Brazil uh, certainly uh, gave search results everything she could handle, too. So uh, I think we're going to see more of the same today. I think that's potentially a very exciting race with those two contenders leading the way. Uh, the Grade 1 Jiper comes up next, and uh, the Grade 1 Jiper uh, certainly has some uh, very fine contenders in here as well. Uh, the field is, excuse me, is uh, led by uh, Bound for Nowhere uh, from the Wesley Ward Barn. And uh, Bound for Nowhere has won some big turf races around the country a lot uh, on the Keeneland and Churchill circuit. Uh, so there will be uh, you know, several people taking a run. And that includes the very talented uh, filly uh, Get Stormy, uh, who uh, certainly doesn't uh, contain herself to her own gender, takes on males on a regular basis. <coughs> Tyler Gaffleoni aboard and uh, should be an exciting race in the Jiper. Uh, and then we'll uh, look at uh, the Ogden Phipps Stakes. Grade one, and this is for fillies and mares, four-year-old and upward. I will let you know, uh, Swiss Skydiver, uh, the hero last year, the Iron Maiden filly, uh, is out of it this, uh, this week. So uh, something went amiss in the training, and they pulled Swiss Skydiver from the race. But it's certainly a talented field. Number three, Latriska, the upset winner of the Apple Blossom under Rad Ortiz, uh, will take on uh, She Dares the Devil, who's beaten her in the past and uh, Valiance. So uh, it's a, it's a well-qualified field, 
and those three should throw it down. Bonnie South with uh, Joel Rosario may be a factor as well. Uh, I will be talking about the Just a Game as my radio pick uh, for Belmont, so we'll leave that alone now. Roger will be talking about the Met Mile. We will leave the Met Mile alone now. And then um, after that, uh, we get into uh, the meat of the card, if that wasn't enough. Uh, if you look at race 10, uh, race 10 coming up after that is... Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Is, okay, it is the uh, grade one Manhattan. Always on the uh, Belmont card. And always draws one of the most talented turf fields in the country. And you've got four horses throwing it down here. You've got, as I mentioned, the best Turf horse, reputed in the country, Colonel Liam. Uh, not ridden by Arad Ortiz, ridden by Luis Saez today. You have domestic spending, who I've given out proudly a couple of times, and who ran Colonel Liam to a dead heat last time. So your, your payoffs were a little better on domestic spending last time uh, than they were on that one. And then uh, you know, two other horses actually ran faster. Gufo, who's uh, certainly uh, dueled with domestic spending and with uh, Colonel Liam in the past. And Channel Cat, who's 12 to 1. Uh, who uh, actually upset uh, Gufo in the last one in the Grade One Man of War by a nose, uh, and is still twelve to one today. I don't get that uh, that morning line. I mean, certainly no respect being shown uh, toward Channel Cat. I suspect you show Channel Cat a little respect yourself in the betting. Uh, and then finally, uh, the last stakes race of the card. There are two allowance races closing out, but we have the Belmont, and the field includes uh, number one Borbonic, number two Essential Quality, uh, last year's juvenile champion, number three Rombauer. The uh, Preakness winner, abandoned by Flavian Pratt. John Velasquez, the uh, jockey of Medina Spirit, takes over because Flavian opts to ride Hot Rod Charlie, who I really like the chances of today. Uh, certainly uh, has had a tough time with essential quality in the past, but Hot Rod Charlie's never been sharper. Uh, France Godeina, the uh, Japanese uh, campaigner, uh, abandoned by Joel Rosario, Ricardo Santana board. Uh, no agenda, no jockey uh, announced at showtime. Number seven, Rock Your World, who got bounced around like a billiard ball in the Kentucky Derby. Joel Rosario takes another crack. And number eight, Overtook, who's got some past races, including its known agenda, that might make her uh, may make him a contender on uh, his best day. So that's the Belmont field. Uh, we'll talk about uh, the other races uh, in course of the show. But right now, uh, let's welcome Roger Neubauer from uh, Thoroughgraph to the show. Good morning, Roger. Good morning, Jay. How are you doing? I'm doing well, sir. Are you all ready for this huge, huge day? Yeah, I've been getting ready for a couple days, actually, and uh, you are correct. This is quite a card, and uh, really looking forward to getting into this today, and I think the track's going to be much better. I think everybody watched yesterday in that deluge of rain that came down, and uh, but I expect the track to be fast today. They dry, it dries out pretty quickly. It certainly does. So, uh, yeah, uh, I, I would say Thoroughgraph had a couple of nice scores throughout the week. And before, uh, before I forget, not that I ever forget anything, but uh, let me just uh, mention a couple of your, uh, your exploits. Uh, at Gulfstream Park yesterday, a 1040 winner in race eight and a $38 exacta. And you scored last week at Churchill, delivering a 5580 exacta, uh, the 9 1 combination in race six. And then, uh, Last Sunday in race one at Churchill, a $25 winner. Nice. And uh, race six, a $42 exact. So you uh, certainly did a little damage for the fans. Yeah, it, uh, it's, been, it's been going from track to track, but Churchill has been pretty good for us uh, uh, this year. So it's a, it's a shorter meet, I believe. I think they're only running until the end of June, but, uh, but it's, always a, it's always a good track for us. Yeah, yeah, definitely so. And uh, it's a nice full field. So before we get into your picks, Roger, um, I asked uh, both you and Steve if you might come up with a, a Belmont memory or two, and uh, uh, you uh, came up with one that you're, uh, you, you fondly remember. If you can please uh, tell us uh, your fondest Belmont memory. Yeah, so my fondest uh, Belmont memory, it's uh, um, 
is of the 2004 Belmont and, and Smarty Jones. Um, we were fortunate enough that year to see all of his prep races um, in Arkansas, the Southwest, the Rebel, and the Arkansas Derby. And then uh, wasn't at the Derby or the Preakness, but got a chance to go to the Belmont, especially when it was clear it was going to be a triple crown. And there was 120,000 people there that day. And that horse, that horse was a rock star. I mean, they had a camera back in his stall, and every every time the camera went on that horse, all 120,000 people stood up and started cheering. I mean, it was just nuts the entire day. Uh, the second he walked onto the track to come to the saddling ring, it was just it was an amazing thing to be around, and it was amazing to hear be able to hear a pin drop with 120,000 people around you after they cross the finish line. That is the quietest I've ever heard a crowd go ever. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, certainly Smarty Jones had the triple crown on the line and, uh, certainly gave it everything he had. Yeah. You know, coming into the stretch, he still had a good lead. Nobody was paying attention to anybody behind him. They were just <laughs> looking at him. So the crowd was just, it was mayhem. And uh, it was it was really just a fun day to be there. The cards the card was still very good. You know, it's not like it is now with eight grade ones, but the card was still very good. It was a fun day to be around. We actually had a horse in an earlier race uh, on the card that day, so that was really nice too. And um, it was it was just uh, it was a lot of fun and a horse that we got to watch sort of mature at Oakland Park. And then, uh, unfortunately, um, uh, the day didn't end like we wanted it to, but it was still an amazing experience and one I'll never forget. Yeah. So, uh, Roger, where are we going to start today? Well, we'll start at uh, Belmont, and we're going to do the Met Mile, uh, as you mentioned earlier. And the thing we like about this race, we're not against Nick's go, but what we are against are two horses that are going to be bet rather heavily, the second and third favorites. And the first one we're against is mischievous Alex. Um, the one post is not the best post in the world uh, for a mile race uh, at Belmont. But besides that, this horse jumped way up to a lifetime top, a negative four and a half last time out. And we're really expecting this horse to react to this today. And at five to two, maybe even two to one, this horse this horse is a play against, as well as uh, the third favorite, Silver uh, State, at seven to two morning line. This one's different. This one's just not fast enough uh, to go with the other, the other horses in the race. So the main play here is we're against uh, the one and the three. Yeah, that was. So we're going to go with. Oh, we're going to we're going to go with um, three horses. We're going to we can't toss Nick's go. He's just too fast. He's run two negative fours in his career. Uh, each time uh, that he's bounced a little bit, he's come right back to that number. Now you're throwing something new into it here with the ship uh, overseas, and we'll see. But anyway, we have to use him. But we're, we really like uh, Dr. Post, number two, at nine to two, who ran a negative one and a half, hasn't had a lot of career races, and really looks to be second start of his four year old career sitting on a big, a big race. And the last one we'll use is By My Standards, who ran a negative two last out. I like horses like this. I don't even don't know what your thoughts are, Jay, but I like horses that are proven at a mile and an eighth and uh, and further, and then they're cutting back to this mile distance. They just sometimes to me seem to have a better uh, foundation than a straight miler, but uh, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I agree. Certainly uh, at your favorite track at Oaklawn Park and that Oaklawn Mile just really took to it. That was uh, by my standards first try at a mile. And just uh, wore down the opposition and won by a nose. So, yeah, I'm totally on the same page with you. Yeah, and as far as Mischievous Alex go, yeah, that was a huge jump uh, in uh, speed figure from uh, the previous race to the last one off the shelf. They uh, often bounce off of those efforts. So uh, I can certainly see why you're playing against Mischievous Alex. Certainly have to factor in that Arad Ortiz uh, will not be on the mound today, so it'll be a jockey that doesn't know the horse. So another, another factor against Mischievous Alex. Yeah, so the the key, basically what we're doing is exacta and trifecta of boxes with the uh, two, five, and six. And we'll play Nick's go on top for twice as much as the others. Uh, but the uh, the five is 10 to one morning line and should be relatively close to that. The two is nine to two. 
and you're going to get about four to five, I think, based on the uh, the odds, uh, the way they look right now with the payouts from yesterday's uh, uh, doubles. So anyway, about four to five on Nick's go, and then uh, use him for twice as much on top of the two and the five. All right. Play those exotics with uh, the heavy favorite. That's the way to do it. Uh, where are we going next? We will go to Churchill Downs. The next couple of races we have here are pretty interesting, Churchill and uh, Santa Anita. At Churchill, we're going uh, to race 10. And the horse we like here is number six, Top Gunner for John Ortiz, 15 to 1 morning line. And, you know, Jay, I know you follow uh, Oakland very fast. This may have been the only horse or one of the only horses Sadler had ready to run first time over that track this year. Uh, this horse won by 10 lengths for John Sadler, was claimed by Ortiz out of the race. And then Ortiz brought him back in 14 days and didn't bounce that bad. Ran a six that day the first time. It's going to take about a five or a six to win this race. Bounced to an eight and a three, but now has a good six, seven weeks into this race and really looks to be set up to go back to that number today. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, certainly uh, the uh, races over Oakland can be a predictor of success over at Churchill Downs. I I think actually uh, sometimes the Oakland race – you know, uh, attract uh, a, a better uh, grade of horses for the level, and sometimes it's a class drop going to Churchill Downs. I, I, I agree with that completely. For the uses, we'll use number four, uh, Kadri. This one's just uh, uh, throwing fives. You know, uh, uh, has ran five and a quarter, five and three quarters, three times this year. Trainer change uh, from Larry Jones to Norm Cash. Don't know much about Norm Cash. Uh, I know Larry Jones is solid. This horse is coming back pretty quick. So uh, I expect a good effort out of this one today, too. Hopefully a repeat of that five, nine to two morning line. And then the last one we'll use is another price. That's number nine. He's a babe. Ran a nine on the slop last time out, taking a little bit of money, but had a seven last year as a three-year-old with trouble. So if that seven is any indication, nine first time out, he should get back to that seven or better this time. And a 15 to one, a definite use. So we're going to use um, number six, Top Gunner to win. And we're going to play in exotics with the four and the nine. Very nice. It'd be kind of sweet to get an uh, exacto with a couple of 15 to one shots in there. Uh, Roger, if you're right in this one, uh, listeners are going to get paid. Uh, this is uh, absolutely worth a swing. And, uh, Top Gunner, uh, the top pick here. Correct. And uh, the last race we're going to do is race seven at Santa Anita. And if you like those prices, you're going to love these prices. So um, we're going with race seven. And the horse we're picking is actually 20 to one morning line. And that is number two, never for money. This horse tried turf for the first time last out at uh, Golden Gate and ran a seven and a half. Now, she does have to improve off that uh, to, to win this one. But that seven and a half, which was significantly better than anything she ran as three, certainly bodes well uh, for a forward move today. Yeah, and uh, certainly that was a solid effort up at the gate and uh, really took to the lawn. Agree, agree. And that's one of the reasons here we're thinking with a little bit of time in here, maybe four weeks. This one's going to uh, have a solid shot today, um, if nothing else, to get into money at a big price. But uh, she's going to be our key. We're going to use with number three, Constantia. And this one, um, this one's just a consistent horse. If you look at the thoroughgraphs, uh, started off with 14s as a three-year-old, then just fired 11s, uh, then fired nines, and got down to a six last out. And you would expect that this one's just going to start firing sixes right now. So at seven to two for um, John Sadler and Rispoli, we have to use that one. Then we got another big price, and um, it's number four, Gypsy Spirit, at 12 to one morning line. Ever since this horse came over from Europe, you knew what you were going to get from this horse, and that was an eight. The horse ran nine consecutive eights in this in this country before going to Golden Gate last um, a few weeks ago and running a four and three quarters. So does that number set this horse back or is this horse finally moved to a new level? And this is one of those where you take a different approach depending on the price. If this horse is the two to one favorite, you look at it to bounce. This horse is 12 to one. 
will probably be every bit of 12 to 1 and one we absolutely have to use in this spot. And then the last one we're going to use is the outside horse, number eight, Superstition, five to two morning line, paired six and a halves, but we'll probably get a little bit of a wide trip here. Cedillo's up, and he generally does a great job of saving ground. But uh, we'll also use number eight, Superstition. So the key is number two, never for money, and we're going to use with the three, four, and eight. Okay, taking a swing against that favorite with a 20-to-one shot which hopefully uh, will not live up to his name today, never for money. Uh, hopefully there will be plenty of money uh, for the listeners and for you, Roger. Uh, Roger, uh, appreciate all the picks. Uh, I know you'll be looking forward to that big card today, so uh, let's have at it. And, uh, let's, uh, let's take it home. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Sounds good, Jay. Looking forward to it, and nice job. Thanks. Thanks, Roger. Uh, Roger Newbauer from Thoroughground. Uh, we'll take our first break at this point, and I'll come back with one of my picks, and then Mr. Steve Pollock uh, joining us as well. Don't touch that dial. Come on, kitty. That's about the boy from New York City. He's kind of tall. He's really fine. Someday I hope to make him mine all mine. The Patriot, AM 1150. Naira Bats has become the go-to for betting horse racing for fans across the country. They enjoy incredible HD live video and replays, competing in online contests, and earning more back with exclusive promotions. It all starts with new players earning up to a $200 new member bonus with promo code JASON200. Sign up now at NairaBets.com or download the Naira Bets app to get started with promo code JASON200. Fans, join us early on Saturday as the third and final duel in racing's Triple Crown, the Belmont Stakes, will be simulcast from New York along with a tremendous undercard. Admission gates will open at 8 a.m. with a clubhouse opening at 9 a.m. Infield admission gates will open at 10 a.m. That's all on Belmont Stakes Day this Saturday. First live race post time on Saturday and Sunday will be at 1 o'clock. And please note, there will be a mandatory payout in Sunday's 20-cent Rainbow Pick 6 jackpot. Although Santa Anita is now open to the public, please visit SantaAnita.com slash open for reserved seating as walk-up admission is not yet available. And fans, Santa Anita's Grandstand Paddock Room has been reopened. Please visit our website for details. If you can't join us in person, all of Santa Anita's races are still available free of charge at SantaAnita.com slash live, and you can watch and wager via FirstBet. That's First.com slash bet. You're listening to The Patriot, AM 1150. And welcome back to Inside Racing with Jason Levine, Jay Friedlander in for Jason today. And uh, you heard the Naira Bet spot. Just wanted to mention the promotion we've got going this weekend. Get a free $25 bet this Saturday for the Belmont State from Naira Bets the official betting app of the Belmont Stakes. Sign up with promo code JASON25 to get your $25 free bet. Plus, you can earn an extra $200 sign-up bonus. Naira Bets is available nationwide. Sign up now at nairabets.com or download the Naira Bets app for a free $25 Belmont Stakes bet with promo code JASON25. So, uh, speaking about uh, uh, New York and the big Belmont card, the early scratches are actually in early today uh, by showtime. So, I'm just going to go over them real quick. Uh, in race five, uh, Miss Brazil, who I mentioned in the recap, is out. 
For many, that might make search results a single. You'll have to look that over yourself. In race six, completed pass, secret rules, and Oleksandra are all scratched out of the race. Uh, race seven, we mentioned Swiss Skydiver. Valiance, also out of race seven. Valiance was actually my pick on the card. So while I won't be updating on the website, I'll throw my support behind Latruska at this point in race seven personally. Uh, in race eight, Sweet Buy and Buy and Blowout are out. And uh, that's it for the stakes races. So uh, now that we're uh, at Belmont, before we bring Steve aboard, just wanted to mention uh, real quickly that um, I'm going to give you my pick now before we bring Steve on. Um, and uh, in that pick, it's going to be in race eight. And uh, Steve will actually be doing a race from Belmont today. So uh, we'll try to give you a natural pick three. But uh, in this race, uh, one of my favorite trainers, Charlie Appleby, is shipping over a couple. He's shipping over Summer Romance, uh, who won her last, and also shipping over number eight, Althequa. And Summer Romance beat Althequa last time, but that was a mile and an eighth. Now we go back to a mile, which is Althequa's game. Uh, Applebee's won races around the country. Uh, this one's a nice price at 8-1. to one. Really liking number eight, Althequa, to post a, an upset in the Just a Game in race eight at Belmont Park. Uh, we'll key with Zofel, Regal Glory, Always Shopping, Summer Romance, and Blowout. And uh, the longest shot in the field at 30-1 to one is Daddy is a Legend, who you might remember giving rushing fall fits back uh, in her three-year-old and two-year-old years. Uh, we won't use Daddy is a Legend on top at 30-1, to one, but we'll throw her in the bottom because she could blow up the trifecta. The trifecta bets are as follows. Number eight, Althequa on top of 1, 3, 4, 5, 9, 11 with all. 1, 4, 5, 9, 11 with 8, with 1, 3, 4, 5, 9, 11. 1, 4, 5, 9, 11 with 1, 3, 4, 5, 9, 11 with 8. And I believe this one's a little cheaper because I think Blowout was mentioned as one of the scratches here. Let's welcome Mr. Steve Pollock to the show uh, in just a moment. Steve will be joining us uh, very quickly. And uh, in the meantime, I uh, just wanted to mention that um, additionally on the Belmont card, uh, I've given you out uh, on my personal card uh, three of the four pick fours, including the all-stakes pick four uh, with the Belmont stakes involved. Uh, so uh, there's a lot of exotics today. There's a lot of pick threes, a lot of trifectas. There is just tremendous opportunity at Belmont. So please take advantage. And uh, do we have Steve, Kevin? All right. And uh, good morning, Steve Pollock. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, Jay. How are you? Doing well, sir. How are you? Are you all ready for this huge day? Wow. Uh, yes, I am, Jay. I've been working on it a couple days. Um, just an amazing job that Belmont has done with the way they've changed this card over the years. Uh, um, boy, oh boy. As I heard Roger talking earlier, and he was talking about how the card was on the Smarty Jones Day, but what they've really done since then to run all these great ones on the same day and and it's just really come to be really one of the best days of the year. I think the Belmont is probably become the best individual betting race for me. I, I don't know if it's just because I get a hang of the horses in the Derby and the Preakness, but of the three, I always prefer betting the Belmont straight. Um, I think that the Derby has really become more of a super effective bet for me, but the, but the, the, the win bet and the, and the, the there's always somebody at a price uh, in the Belmont that I think has an opportunity to win, and I've been able to to do well in this race over the years. So I always like that race individually, and I think the undercard today is just fantastic. And, boy, for those of us who are really, you know, have the Breeders' Cup marked, uh, you know, in, in, uh, in November uh, as the big, big days of the year, those two days, this is a gigantic day. We're going to see, uh, boy, oh, boy, maybe 25 horses uh, from this day today will go forward to that day, and I think it's very, very important to really get a good grip, start getting a good grip right here today, Jay. Absolutely. I, I think this is a preview for many of the Breeders' Cup races. Uh, very well put, Steve. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, you're going to see a lot go forward including some of the ones mentioned in the preview. Uh, before we get on to uh, the actual uh, races in the card today, uh, just curious as to your reaction uh, as to uh, Mr. Baffert and the uh, Churchill Down suspension and what you think might be coming. Wow. It's, uh, it's a, you know, it's a tough one to process because I almost think um, that the penalty for this one is almost a little bit extreme. Um, but I think for some of the other stuff that he's done, he just should have been more careful in this um, you know, with this horse, um, and, and as a, as a better, I, I feel a little bit cheated. And I wonder if what he did in the Kentucky Derby, was it something that masked something else 
something. That's the one question I still have in the back of my mind, but I still want to give Baffert our number one trainer, our face of the sport. I still want to give him the benefit of the doubt here. And, um, you know, but golly, he's given, been given so many chances. Um, I, I'm sort of teetering on the fence in here. I, I you know, I, I can see the penalty and, and, uh, it was certainly, I think, more for other stuff that had been done than this actual one, and I don't think this one is that bad. I don't think this horse had any sort of performance-enhancing drugs in his system, although I'm not sure. Maybe this was a mask or something else. I'm just not a chemist. I don't know. Um, but um, I, I sort of feel indifferent, and again, Jay, it was a huge uh result for me the way that it came if it would have been different it would have been a much much better race for me if that horse could have been anywhere else on the ticket it would have been better for me and so i do have a financial um you know uh, i don't know i I don't even really want to really look that way because i just feel spiteful that way i want to just let all that go uh i know a lot of people are talking about doing a class action lawsuit against bob baffert for something like that i've read a little bit about that in it I don't know. That's something ridiculous that you got to let go. It's a pipe dream. And yes, you're telling, you know, you're, you're making a statement that you're upset about what Bob Baffert has done here. But, um, yeah, I, so I feel a little bit indifferent about it, Jay. Yeah. Nope. I hear you, Steve. And, uh, got to wonder how it's going to affect local racing. Uh, it looks like they're going to wait for that third sample. Cause apparently they can fine tune it down to the point now where they can actually tell if it's more likely to come from some sort of an ointment or from something else. Uh, so we're not going to have a, a ruling immediately on the disqualification of Medina Spirit. And uh, certainly they wouldn't have announced it today anyway to overshadow uh, the Belmont. But, uh, yeah, I, I would have to think that uh, whatever the ramifications are, we'll know something by Delmar time. Uh, and uh, certainly that's going to have a huge impact on the Delmar meet if uh, Bob's not allowed to train. Or will they do it like Kentucky's doing it, where uh, the assistant, Jimmy Barnes, is not allowed to just take the barn under his name, Jimmy Barnes can't train the Baffert horses there either, or will they let the assistants uh, train over here in Delmar? There's a lot of questions. There sure are, Jay. There really are. And, you know, I, I would like to see all this back to normal so that we can we can really have a chance to have the meet that it looks like Delmar is trying to put together something spectacular. And, you know, listen, for those of us who are Southern California players, the product that we're seeing right now, it's it's the worst we've ever had, uh, Jay, in Southern California. I mean, this is just it's 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 been you know it's not great. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, there's a mandatory payout on the pick six tomorrow. I think the card is 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 a fair card. I just don't think we've had any cards that I can see that were that are anything like what we're getting today at Belmont, and it, it's just been that way. And and the cards during the week, Jay. I mean. It's just it's just been unbelievable as to where we've gone, and it's unfortunate. I I I I will say, but I hope Del Mar is doing. They're doing a lot of work, and they're trying to get a lot of horses shipping in, and I think it'll make for a fabulous meet if Del Mar is able to pull it off. And I I just don't know at this point can they pull it off because we need that good solid base from Santa Anita. Those shippers, uh, the horses are going to ship down from Santa Anita. That's that's a huge part of it. And and hopefully that base, along with everything else they're going to add, is, is going to be able to sustain uh, a great meet down there. But, but boy, right now, the racing, I mean, we need Bob Baffert, and, um, you know, we need his horses for sure. And uh, But we also want everything to be on the straight and narrow, and uh, I think that's a huge part of this game of these that we want to see. I mean, we want to see, uh, you know, the, the horses run the way they're supposed to run, not with performance-enhancing drugs. And if I don't know who's got the performance-enhancing drugs and who does, uh, who does and who doesn't, it's it's going to be tough for me to handicap, that's for sure. And I, I, I just like to get all that out of our system. So I'm, I am glad the direction and racing is going to try to get this to stop. Um, but at the same time, uh, this is just a tough one here with Baffert. Yeah, absolutely. In terms of the horse population, Delmar always has a bit of an edge because right when Delmar opens, uh, Golden Gate closes and you go to the fair circuit. And a lot of trainers, you know, who are kind of gearing their horses toward the turf courses, uh, come down to Delmar because, you know, in most of the fair circuit courses, there are no turf courses. So, uh, you know, they've got that edge in terms of uh, that and uh, certainly some of the Arizona horses from Turf Paradise uh, come in as well. So uh, Delmar has a little better base to work with. And I just love to see uh, them carry it forward a little bit. When uh, Golden Gate was shut down uh, due to the health and safety protocols, 
course, for several weeks, we had big fields here as the Golden Gate horses ran. That was kind of like heaven uh, this year for us. And I'd love to see them stagger the races a little bit more and just kind of stagger the days like the way they do in other venues, like, say, West Virginia, where Charlestown and Mountaineer will run at the same time, but not necessarily on the same days. Uh, maybe shift some of the Golden Gate days to some of the early parts of the week. Maybe go Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, so you don't have so much overlap. And maybe that would help the fields. It might help the fields, Jay, but it's it's just so tough. The the, the Northern California are looking for the Southern California to, to you know to bet those races every fifteen minutes, switching back and forth. A lot of us are watching both Northern and Southern California, and and you know with only one of them running, it really makes for a, a, a much you know much less going on because those are usually the only two tracks uh, that are running at that time. You know, with the East Coast being being you know with the racing being over and the later with a three hour later starting time out here, so. Uh, you know that that's that's a tough call, but I I think Del Mar is going to be in good shape with all the they're putting a ton of money into the bonus program, uh, the ship and win program is going through the roof from what I heard, and the purses are going to be very very good. So let's hope that uh, that we can get a real spark here in Southern California because we need it. But on the good news, uh, this is a tremendous tremendous card today, and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, to playing the Belmont card today myself, Jay. As am I, Steve. Uh, there's opportunities all over the card. And, in fact, it's such a special card that you are actually going to do a Belmont race today for us. And uh, I am, Jay. I thought there was really only one decent race at, uh, at Santa Anita today. So I've got to go to Belmont where I've got at least five or six. I think I put five races there, Jay, including the late pick four is on my full card today. So for those that want to play uh, the Belmont card and play some Santa Anita, you're going to get both. Uh, but let's go to this uh, to, to the Manhattan today, Jay. That's the race I'm going to look at. Race ten. Okay. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right. So, you know, last year, and I've talked about this a few times, I thought that the three-year-old horses that ran at, at Saratoga uh, were really some of the best that I had seen. The Saratoga Derby, which was won by domestic spending, and I actually liked on tape, I liked Gufo a little bit better than domestic spending. So when they came out here and they ran at Del Mar, I, I really thought Gufo would beat domestic spending. I know you had domestic spending that day. There was a little bit of a difference in the price. Gufo was a little shorter price. Domestic spending, our first run on a tight turf course, and I think that made all the difference. They were very, very close. And I tell you what, if they had run another 20 yards, Gufo would have gone right by him. He was so full of run. Uh, but it, it really showed me that I think domestic spending, maybe for later on down the road, because I think both of these horses are Breeders' Cup types, that that track might be a little bit better for him than what it is for Gufo. But these horses are so very close. And I'll tell you what, Jay, they were clearly better than Colonel Liam coming out of that same race, and Colonel Liam went on, and as you said, you thought this was the best turf horse in the country right now. No question in my mind that Colonel Liam has been running great race after great race. I was not surprised to see those two dead heat, and now these three horses are back together running against a lot of these New York horses that have been running against each other, including Channel Cat, who you mentioned earlier. You know, I really think that those New York horses, I, I just was done with them. I was beating them very easily in the Breeders' Cup, and I'm I'm sort of glad for one reason, you know, for that that they're gonna, that they're not going to be in the Breeders' Cup this year because most of them have retired. But Channel Cat is still left, and he was able to beat Gufo with an easy lead last time. I don't think that's going to happen. I think there's a couple other pace horses in here that are going to show the way, and I think these three are going to shine again. And I think Gufo, at the highest price of the three at five to one, is really worth a play today. And there's a couple reasons I really like this horse today. One is. I'm not a huge weight guy, but I'll tell you what, to me, there's not much separating domestic spending, Gufo, and Colonel Liam. Colonel Liam and domestic spending are both carrying 124 pounds. Gufo's got 118, so it's a six-pound weight break on three horses that I think are very closely matched. Also, 
I think that the, the stretch difference, the longer stretch here at Belmont, the mile and a quarter distance, which I think if Gufo had a mile and a quarter, he would have beaten domestic spending each and every time last year. I think the mile and a quarter hits Gufo right between the eyes better than the others. Colonel Liam is a more of a tracker. Gufo is going to take back more. So I think Colonel Liam loses a little bit on that post position. And I, I think he's actually the worst of the three. To me, this race is a strong 9-4 Nine ten saber, and if we can get five to one on Gufo, I think he's going to prove once and for all with that weight break and the correct distance here for him at a mile and a quarter around a big turn, a, a track that the turns are a little bit wider, where he should be able to straighten out in that stretch and really make a big run. So I like Gufo to show his to show his true ability today and beat these other two. I like the nine Gufo to win this race. Let's play him straight to win, and we'll play two simple exacta boxes in here, mainly with the four domestic spending and a saver with the 10 Colonel Liam. It's the nine Gufo in the Manhattan race 10 out of Elmont Park today. Yeah, yeah, I certainly think uh, I agree with you that uh, the mile and a quarter uh, suits Gufo's chances for improvement better than any of the others. He seems to be uh, tailor-made for a mile and a quarter. How much do you think uh, the loss of Murad Ortiz on Colonel Williams is going to hurt? Yeah, maybe a small amount. I mean, Luis Saez is a terrific rider. It's a tough draw for him. I mean, I think that that's a big deal to me when a horse is a tracker and they draw the far outside in a in a, in a two-turn race. You know, if this was a one-turn mile or something like that, it wouldn't make that big of a deal. But this horse is going to lose ground every step of the way. And I, I just – there's just not that big of a difference between Colonel Liam and domestic spending, as we saw last time, as those two dead heated. So I think that gives an edge to domestic spending, just the way the race shakes down. And then I think that the, uh, you know, I don't think the draw is really going to hurt Gufo because I think Rosario is going to take him way back. And, and hopefully he'll be able to, at some point, save a little bit of ground. Uh, domestic spending certainly gets the better of the draw. But, yeah, maybe a small amount. I mean, Saez is a, is a very, very good rider. I'd certainly rather have... Uh, Irad Ortiz. I don't think Irad Ortiz is the best grass rider. I think he's a very, very good grass rider. I mean, right now, I think Pratt's probably moved ahead uh, in in my book. Of the, you know, when we watch the the East Coast West Coast riders, it, it seems like Pratt is is a little bit ahead of Ortiz at just at that I, on the dirt. There's no question that uh, Irad Ortiz is clearly the best, but uh, maybe a small amount, Jay. But uh, again, uh, I think. Gufo, second time Rosario. I think the jockey situation is perfect for him here today. Rosario should be able to, you know, he did win with this horse uh, back at Gulfstream before uh, earlier in his career. So I think that'll suit him fine. And I think he comes and gets him today. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And what an opportunity for Flavian Pratt. Uh, certainly he's the best known rider in Southern California and he's our dominating rider on both surfaces out here, but he's really not as well known on the nationwide picture. And uh, with a rat out, uh, Flavian's really going to get a chance to shine on that card. He is, Jay, and boy, I think he moved way up with that win at uh, at the Preakness just a few weeks ago. Another another stellar ride from him, and and then uh, you know we saw him on Kentucky Derby Day in the big picture, where obviously he was uh, he was in the uh, in the winner's circle there with domestic spending. Uh, he was on Hot Rod Charlie in the Derby. He was on the board, so he's really getting a lot of attention and really riding well. I, I believe he won a couple other races on the Kentucky Derby cards as well. So this guy is just going great guns right now. There's no question he's hot, and he's been winning out here as well. So I, I think everybody's getting used to him, and and uh, but he's just certainly his confidence. I and mean, you can't replace confidence, you know, in almost anything that that uh, you know, any any sort of competition. Confidence is huge, and I think Pratt has it right now, and uh, he's certainly riding great. And I look for another great ride here on domestic spending. Absolutely. So, uh, of the you, you mentioned, uh, you know, Hot Rod Charlie. So, of the two choices that he had between uh, that one and Ron Bauer, do you think Flavian made the right choice? Well, I don't think he. I think he had committed already to one horse, Jay. And from what I read, that it wasn't really a choice that he had already committed to Hot Rod Charlie uh, before making the choice. I mean, uh, you know, you'd have to ask him which one he thought was better. But they had already committed uh, after the Derby. He, he, he told uh, Doug O'Neill that he would ride. Uh, Hot Rod Charlie. So I wouldn't base the choice on, on those two. I loved Hot Rod Charlie going into the Derby. Uh, he ran a good race in there. I didn't think he ran a great race. I thought he ran a good race. I've got another selection in there in mind uh, for this distance and for this day today. 
Um, and maybe Hot Rod Charlie will, you know, he could win the race. I thought today's distance might be a little bit out of, out of his scope, but uh, we'll have to see. But I don't wouldn't wouldn't make the change based on where Pratt did because I think he was committed to riding Hot Rod Charlie after the Derby. Yeah, I agree. And one last thing uh, with that big uh, carryover pick six tomorrow. Have you had a chance to look at the card uh, in any detail, and how are you going to attack it? Yeah, I have, Jay. It looks like a, a decent card. I'm not going to say it's a great card. We just haven't had those late. I, in fact, I really didn't even love uh, all the big stake races on Monday. I thought that was just an okay card, and I thought we were going to see more of a chalk fest, and we did We did actually uh, get a few prices into there. And I, I think it's a similar thing tomorrow. I don't think it's going to be a tremendous payer, Jay, but uh, it is what it is. Uh, the fields are a little bit shorter than what I would like to see, but uh, I thought tomorrow was you know maybe in the C-plus range for a card. So not spectacular, but I haven't really dug in and really seen if I've had any – any real horses that I really like in there, but I just thought for a pick six that it was that it was okay. I think if you got a choice between today and tomorrow, I would go today. I think this Belmont racing uh, is tremendous today. Absolutely. Well, let's go out there and crush it today, Steve. Thanks for all the insights, and uh, let's uh, let's kick it today. Jay, have yourself a great day out there, and we'll look forward to talking to everybody next week. All right. Thank you, Steve. We're going to take our final commercial time out here, and we'll be right back with my sanity to pick. You're listening to KEIB 1150, The Patriot, uh, streaming around the globe, and we are the home of Clipper Nation. But I'm taking a greyhound on the Hudson River line. I'm in a New York state of mind. The Patriot AM 1150. Start winning at the races with Daily Racing Form's new mobile pass performances. Access the most trusted information in horse racing, including exclusive buyer speed figures and best-in-class expert selections. Experience the new mobile-optimized DRF pass performances on your phone from anywhere at any time. Get true mobile PPs with every DRF race card you download. Try DRF mobile pass performances today at DRF. Fans, join us early on Saturday as the third and final duel in racing's Triple Crown, the Belmont Stakes, will be simulcast from New York along with a tremendous undercard. Admission gates will open at 8 a.m. with the clubhouse opening at 9 a.m. Infield admission gates will open at 10 a.m. That's all on Belmont Stakes Day this Saturday. First live race post time on Saturday and Sunday will be at 1 o'clock. And please note, there will be a mandatory payout in Sunday's 20-cent Rainbow Pick 6 jackpot. Although Santa Anita is now open to the public, please visit SantaAnita.com open for reserved seating as walk-up admission is not yet available. And fans, Santa Anita's Grandstand Paddock Room has been reopened. Please visit our website for details. If you can't join us in person, all of Santa Anita's races are still available free of charge at SantaAnita.com live, and you can watch and wager via first bet. That's first.com slash bet. This is the Patriot AM 1150. Start spreading the news. And welcome back to Inside Racing with Jason Levine, Jay Freelander sitting in. And you knew he'd have to play that one on uh, Belmont Stakes Day. Uh, it's a tradition here. Uh, and uh, I want to thank Jason for uh, letting me have a nice big Belmont card to host. He also gave me the Pegasus this year. Jason has been good to me. I like Jason's vacation schedule myself. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go to my Santa Anita race. But uh, before I do, just want to mention that uh, uh, Delmar announced that uh, – Mr. Trevor Denman will be returning this year now that uh, we're largely past the pandemic. And uh, while uh, certainly uh, Larry Colmas did a uh, capable job in Trevor's absence last season, uh, I would have to say that Larry would have to sprout wings to catch Trevor Denman. I couldn't resist that one. So uh, let's move along. Let's uh, look at Santa Anita. We're going to look at race four here. The $50,000 claimer, uh, one mile uh, on the dirt for three-year-old fillies. And uh, contention here runs fairly deep. The favorite here, number four, Mucha Woman, uh, under Juan Hernandez. 
uh, is uh, certainly a, an accomplished filly uh, that's uh, dropping from a little bit uh, tougher competition, dropping from an optional claiming race uh, to a straight $50,000 claimer. And uh, those horses like Dylan's Wildcat uh, were better than this field. Uh, so Mucha Woman will uh, certainly uh, improve uh, with the drop in, uh, in uh, class here. And uh, also uh, Varoma uh, is a qualified contender here as well, 3-1. Three to, uh, three to one. Mama Superior at 7-2. to two. Uh, Those two both will be factors in this race as well. Uh, but the one I like uh, is number two, Big Andy. And uh, Big Andy, uh, and I think the reason why uh, Big Andy is your fourth choice at uh, four to one is that Big Andy uh, was uh, facing uh, $50,000 maiden claimers uh, to break, uh, break her maiden last time. And uh, yeah, I don't think uh, the drop was really necessary. Keep in mind that uh, Big Andy was actually stakes placed, ran in a couple of stakes races uh, at Del Mar and did pretty well, placed in both of them under Flavian Pratt. So I thought the $50,000 claimer might not have been needed, but uh, they got away with it and got the diploma. Uh, Umberto Rispoli really took to Big Andy and uh, has teamed up uh, with Blake Heap, who doesn't do a lot of work. He doesn't have a big barn, but uh, he comes ready to play when he does. He does some damage. And together, uh, Blake Heap and Umberto Rispoli are a perfect two for two and uh, looking to make it uh, the hat trick today. So uh, liking number two, Big Andy, to post the mild upset at four to one. And since uh, the better horses tend to get down a little bit, you probably won't get four to one. But I do think you'll get probably three to one, five to two, and it's a value at that price. Liking number four, uh, Big Andy here uh, at uh, Santa Anita race two. And uh, we'll play some exotics as well, uh, and we'll play it like so. Uh, let's play a dollar trifecta, number two with the three contenders I mentioned, three, four, six, and the 50 cent trifecta, two with three, four, six with all, and then flip it around three, four, six with two with all. That's all we've got. Thanks, Jason, for letting me host the show again. Had a great time doing it. Thanks to Steve. Thanks to uh, uh, Roger as well. And Roger did mention that uh, uh, Jose Ortiz is picking up Known Agenda and Mischievous Alex. Thank you, Roger. Uh, we'll see you next week. Jason will be back. Have a great day out live at Santa Anita and enjoy that great Belmont card. I thought I'd make the big time. I learned a lot of lessons off of quick and now I'm telling you that they were not the nice kind it's been so long since i have felt fine that's the reason that i gotta get out of here i'm so alone k-e-i-b los angeles step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family vgw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus